1: I got to go back to the Yankees and Mets. I mean, that's it. They just come up huge. It's like every night they do it. So you knew that it was going to be a gigantic series for the Yankees at Fenway against the Red Sox. And game one of it was everything you thought it would be. Garrett Cole shut down like eight of the nine Red Sox hitters in that lineup. The only one he had problems with was Raphael Devers, the third baseman. I mean, this guy making a push for the all-star roster. He homers twice off Cole, and he got two of Boston's five hits and all five of their RBIs. You know, this guy in his career has a three oh four average and six home runs in 23 at-bats against our boy Ace Ventura Cole. Cole said, I'm open for suggestions. It's pretty wild. He's just been able to hit everything. There hasn't been a miss hit. Like, roll over one time. Like, line out one time. You're supposed to fail seven out of ten times in this gig. I don't know what the deal is. We'll just have to keep at it, man. I mean, the numbers wouldn't suggest it, but Cole was really effective in that game in Boston last night. He had uh, plenty of support. Josh Donaldson homered for the second straight game. He hit a grand slam in the third inning. And then look who it is. Aaron Hack. Aaron Hicks homers on the very next pitch to stake Cole to a five-zip lead. The Bombers were up five-zip. Hicks also tripled in the fifth and scored to make it 6-2 to two before Devers started going off with his second home run. And he bought, uh, you know, the Red Sox a chance to win this game because they were down a run. I mean, they got down one run, and then the rest of the game was the bullpen. And, man, were they something special. You know, Boone talked about... Uh, Cole against Devers. It's a great pitcher against a great hitter, the Yankee manager said, and he has had some success, obviously. I mean, you look at the Red Sox. They were tied for second in the AL East, 14 games deep of the Yankees, and they were down 5-0 in the third before Devers' two-run shot in the bottom half of that inning, and the Yankees led 6-2 in the fifth when Devers did it again, and, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Cole said... We said a homer doesn't beat us right there. So you know what? Let's just go make our pitches. And, you know, we made our pitches and gave up a homer, but they didn't beat us. Cole was charged with the five runs on five hits and three walks. He struck out seven. So we hit that, that he wouldn't go over the seven and a half on the props and lion's share yesterday. Carver, high, and I had this one figured out. Three relievers shut the Red Sox down from there with Clay Holmes closing the door in the ninth for his 16th save. The Red Sox had Josh Winkowski out there pitching. He gave up six runs on six hits and five walks in five innings. The Yankees had the bases loaded in the third inning. It was scoreless when your boy Ernest and Julio Gallo led off with a walk. Then Glaber Torres singled, stole second, and then with two outs, the Red Sox pitched around John Carlos Stanton to face Donaldson with the bases loaded, and that was a huge mistake. He belted. A 429-foot shot to deep center field for his sixth career grand slam. Then Hicks comes up, and he sends the next pitch 385 feet to right field. So in the fifth inning, Hicks lined one over Bradley's head, and off the wall, another blast to deep right. And, you know, he got around and scored, made it 6-2. And then the big play of the game was when uh, the Red Sox first baseman, Franchi Cordero, misplayed an infield pop-up and it turned into a double. They changed it to an error uh, and then gave him the double, whatever. It was just a bad play by Cordero at first. He looked terrible. Devers now has 12 career multi-homer games. He's trying to make the uh, back-to-back All-Star games to be the first Red Sox third baseman since Boggs to do it when Boggs went to seven straight All-Star games. And the voting ends today, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Devers led Jose Ramirez 59% to 41%, so he has a nice lead. And remember, Aaron Judge didn't play in this game. He got the day off for a lower body soreness problem, which was, you know, take a night off, bro. I really want to talk about the uh, bullpen, though. After Cole left the game, I mean, your boy Peralta was just Sid Vicious. I mean, this guy went one and a third. He gave up no hits, no runs, struck out two. The guy threw 12 pitches, nine of them strikes. His stuff was filthy. I thought he was the best. The lefty, Wandy Peralta, he was so clutch for the Yankees. This guy's had a save. His ERA's is 9 25 strikeouts. Nobody can touch this guy. Then Michael King came in for Peralta. The right-hander went to work immediately. Over the last week, he's had a zero ERA. Overall for the season, a 2-2-3 ERA. He went two-thirds of an inning, gave up no hits. He walked one and struck out one, and he got the hold, his 13th. Then in the ninth, you bring in Holmes, the badass. He got his 16th save. He pitched the ninth, gave up no hits, struck out one. His ERA is a filthy 0.47. And you can say whatever you want. I know they have a a Chapman in the bullpen, and he was out, and he was injured, and he hasn't pitched, and... Bottom line is, Holmes has held down the fort the whole time the guy's been out. But the bottom line is, this guy's now better than your boy Chapman. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Holmes is the new closer for the Yankees, and everybody knows it. So game two of the series is tonight in Boston, and the Yankees are going to throw Montgomery on the bump against the Red Sox. Now let's talk about the Mets. Boy, did they put a beating on the Marlins last night. J.D. Davis in his first Major League Grand Slam. James McCann had a three-run homer, and they routed him 10-zip. And a nice start for Trevor Williams, no doubt. Davis had a career high with five RBIs. Williams pitched seven innings of two-hit ball as the East leaders won easily. That's the start of a four-game series. They're 6-2 and two against Miami this season. Starling, Marte, Parte, and Davis each had three of New York's 12 hits on the night. Davis also scored three times, and, you know, both he and McCann uh, had a lot of hits. Gave the Mets eight RBIs from the bottom two spots of their order. Davis scored on Nemo's double in the third to put New York in front, and then had an RBI single in the fourth. McCann followed with a second homer of the season off of Castano to make it six to nothing, Mets. Then Davis came up with the bases loaded in the fifth and shot a bomb off of Jacobinus over the left field wall. How about that? David said he was stoked to get his first Grand Slam. Uh, That was my first pro one, so that's pretty cool. Williams struck out seven, walked nobody, and retired 13 straight at one point. Jake Reed worked two innings to finish the two-hitter. It was the Mets' 12th shutout of the year. They're tied with the Yankees for the most in the majors. You wonder why I talk about the uh, Yankees and Mets every day on this show. It's because they're two of the best teams in baseball, and if you don't like it, have a ham sandwich. How about the Mets? They scored in double digits for the ninth time and won their fourth in five games overall. One important note with the match, Jacob DeGrom scheduled to make a second rehab start on Friday in Port St. Lonesome. He's been sidelined the whole season with a stress reaction in his right scapula. I mean, your boy, the two-time Cy Young winner, hasn't pitched in the majors in a year. It's going to be tough Friday night at City Field as the Bassett Hound is uh, making his first start since June 25th. He missed his last spot in the rotation. Uh, he had COVID. He's facing Pablo Lopez, the tough right-hander for the Marlins, who's 5-4 and four with a nice 2.97 ERA. All right, I got to talk about the Summer League. Last night you had a showdown between Jabari Smith, who everybody thought was going to be the number one pick, against... Pablo Banquero, who was the number one pick as the Rockets took on the magic. And how about Bancaro going off, outshining Smith? Bancaro had 17 points, four rebounds, six dimes, and a steal in 26 minutes. He was five of 12 from the floor. He hit two three-pointers, and he was perfect five for five from the line. So what about Jabari Smith? He did look like a 19-year-old last night against Bancaro. He wasn't bad. He played 31 minutes. He was 4 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 4 from 3, 1 of 2 from the line. He had 10 points, 7 boards, and 3 dimes. He had a couple of turnovers. Bottom line was, the Magic spanked the Rockets 91-77, and Bancaro gets to be the stud of the night. So how did the NHL draft turn out? Well, how about a stunner as the number one pick? The Montreal Canadiens took the kid, the left winger, Juraj Slavkowski, instead of Shane Wright. That stunned everybody at the Bell Center in Montreal to start the draft. And then at number two, the Devils took a defenseman, Simon Nemec from Slovakia. A lot of people were surprised that the Devils passed over the center's right and Logan Cooley to took the uh, kid Nemich, who's a, a puck-moving defenseman. The kid out of Pittsburgh, Logan Cooley, the centerman, went to Arizona at number 3. Then Seattle, the Kraken, took Shane Wright. Everybody thought it was going to be the number 1 pick. As the fourth pick, uh, he ends up playing for Seattle. So his slide, whatever, he's still in the top five. Philly took Cutter Gauthier, a left winger. Columbus was six. David Jiricek, a defenseman from the Czech Republic. Chicago took a defenseman, Kevin Korczynski, from Seattle at WHL. At eight, Marco Kasper to the Red Wings, a centerman from Sweden. Nine, Buffalo took Matthew Savoy, a centerman from Winnipeg in the WHL. And the Ducks took Pavel Minyakov, a defenseman with the 10th pick. More NHL draft tonight.